Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome back, JC. I, st- I still think I need a button I can push where we have like this canned crowd clapping or cheering and huzzah huzzah people have been missing you man they talk about you when you're not here (laughs) it's always good stuff though they like to talk about your veins bulging jugular veins that's a popular jc hall talk topic people are actually genuinely concerned about your health and well-being sometimes because they're afraid you're gonna have some kind of aneurysm or something (laughs) I'm a professional at this. <laughs> a professional at, at, at carotid artery bulging. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, we have an interesting show planned for today, everybody. I wanted to start off by cancel culture, one of our favorite topics to talk about. And by the way, people responding to the cancel culture, which is pretty amazing. Uh, you have... Uh, actress uh, Gina Carano. Did I say that right? It's her name, not mine, but I think so. Okay. So those of you who are Star Wars fans, Mandalorian fans, will know Gina Carino as one of the co-actors on Mandalorian. She is, is she a Mandalorian? No. No? Okay. She just beats people up for a living Mm. yeah uh she was also uh it's wwe or mma uh you know i don't remember one of those two anyway she is a total ba okay so she is uh just an amazing actress and uh athlete as well and it turns out that she's a conservative and you know, question conservatives questioning and dictating the uh, or, or questioning the dictated narrative she is not acceptable. Strike force. Strike force. What yeah. is that? It's an MMA, uh, a league. A league of of mixed martial arts. Yeah. Yeah. Competition. Some of the people who don't know what MMA is, I don't know if there's anybody right. out there, but it's like you mixed martial arts. It's oh, so yeah, right. Because there are different leagues. There's UFC. There's the, the one that begins with lots, the B and lots yeah, Bellator, so yeah. Bellator, that's the one I know. There are lots. So she she is an athlete and an actress and a conservative. And she has been fired from The Mandalorian by Disney, by the way, uh, for certain tweets that she has made. So she has been criticized for her conservative stance and like i said questioning the narrative of the left and of hollywood and of media and she made a post uh, a tweet by the way which said quote jews were beaten in the streets not by nazi soldiers but by their neighbors even by children because history is edited most people don't realize today don't realize that to get to the point where nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of jews The government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is it that any, how is that any different from hating someone for their political views? 
Now, what's interesting, JC, is that she was uh, accused of being, uh, this was accused of being an anti-Semitic post. How do you, how do you, how do you say that, right? She says, no, 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 this is not anti-Semitic. There, uh, so I don't even know how you can classify this uh, as an anti-Semitic charge against her. Comparing history uh, with what is exactly uh, happening, uh, you know, the, the repetition of history through human nature. USA Today actually posted an anti-Semitic Instagram story that she shared from another user. So you you have her talking Those about people who publishes publish a newspaper, but they're illiterate. Right. Exactly. That's interesting. Yeah. Right. Well, but, you know, because it's not about literacy anymore. It's about promoting some type of agenda. And so in response, she's actually made a couple posts. She actually posted um, stuff about uh, Epstein did not kill himself. And she said, uh, she says, expecting everyone you encounter to, to agree with every belief or view you hold is effing wild. And so they didn't really like the one that where she said, Jeff, Jeff Epstein didn't kill himself either. So she has now been blacklisted. Is that racist? Cause National interest says anyway, uh, she has now been fired from Disney for this. But what's interesting is the reaction of the her removal from Mandalorian has actually produced some good things. And she's really kind of happy about it. So she reports that. Because she was fired now, quote, the Daily Wire is helping make one of my dreams true to develop and produce my own film. And that is coming true, she says. She says, I cried out and my prayer was answered. But not only that, apparently there are a large number of people, conservatives, who are now canceling their Disney Plus subscriptions and letting Disney know how they feel about the cancel culture. And I just wanted to say that's that's this is how free market works, by the way. We don't want the government to come in and tell Disney how they can hire and fire their people. But when the people who who are the marketplace, who are subscribing to Disney are responding to Disney and specifically saying uh, we're not going to we're not going to we're not going to uh, buy your product because of the way you behave. And apparently there are people also coming out and leaving that comment. So uh, we'll have to watch this over the next few days and see if Disney is going to reconsider their position. I wonder if they're in some kind of a financial crunch, given the fact that um you know, the parks are not really open that much. People don't want to go to Disney and wear a mask. I, I wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think that they're hurting? No, Disney's a Disney's a gargantuan monstrosity that owns 
so Everything many things. under the sun. I remember many moons ago, JC, and I mean before people were talking, before we even were doing what we're doing and having a radio show and talking about this before people were even talking about this, you and I stumbled on an article or something or we were talking about the fact that craft foods own so many different things and yeah. uh, the tobacco companies own so many different things. And I am shocked. I'm still surprised today. I wouldn't say shocked, but I'm still surprised today to learn how many things Disney actually owns. I, I think that that's just incredible. I found out today that CBN, the Christian Broadcasting Network, is owned by Disney and has been owned by Disney since 2001. So it's always interesting to sort of look back and see who's writing the paycheck, right? And because it really does influence how news is reported, right? Because who pays the piper dictates the tune. And when I'm teaching about current events and teaching about propaganda at uh, the River School of Government, one of the first things I always tell the students do when you come across an article Find out, number one, what platform is the article being published on? And number two, what is the the ideology? What are the other articles that are written by the author? Because these are the things that are important to know if we are going to actually be able to discern the truth. And so uh, I'm happy to see that. Um, I happen to know people personally who have canceled their Disney <laughs> Disney Plus, we we like watching Mandalorian. We're looking forward to all you of know, that, you it know. Was, but it was okay. Uh, she was she was a, she was my favorite character. Yeah, was, <laughs> JC's like now I know why she's my favorite character. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't. It, it's it was a bit underwhelming to be honest. Uh, it it got it was really a curiosity. In the, it was tedious in a lot of places. Oh and yeah, just, just, and they just totally totally beat the horse dead horse of the baby yoda to death yeah, even, at times it was just crazy. yeah even if they'd have said even before all this and if they'd have said mandalorian is not coming back they're like eh whatever yeah i mean it wasn't that interesting um and now now even less so screw baby yoda yeah <laughs> so whatever screw baby yoda and the Wanda, the WandaVision, you know, they're, they're married with Marvel now. And WandaVision has been kind of. That has been really sort of rather anticlimactic for yeah, me. I, I don't, I don't really. Weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, no big loss. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. So. Sorry about all the paper noise. Um, I just, I thought the Mandalorian was going to be, it was like highly anticipated and, but whatever so no big loss i thought we'd take a few minutes to talk about the um, biden's nomination for cia uh director and his name is is william burns okay so william burns is the former uh, deputy secretary of state he is also the president of a think tank called the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. <laughs> think tank? Is that what they're That's calling it That's what now? they're calling it now. Oh, Lord, and, no, seriously, it is called a think tank. 
called the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. Uh, according to the Daily Caller, Carnegie Foundation has received up to $2 million from a Chinese businessman. Carnegie money has also been uh, also reportedly been do donated by a think tank with close ties to the Chinese Communist Party. Please. That's the least of it. Thank you. I mean, you don't even get to. Thank who, you. What the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace actually is yeah. from the beginning. Give yeah. me a break. You want. Oh. Let's scare people by saying communists donate to it. Uh, you know. Oh, okay. Like, so, like, you know, these used to be good people, and they started taking money from Chinese communists. No, they these this this is like one of the original groups. Yes. To create the entire globalist system. Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? Carnegie. Who who wrote that? It, who is saying the that? Daily Caller? So is the Daily Caller that ignorant of history? Well, that like they never heard, they never heard of the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. They Googled it or they found some Twitter tweet or something that said Chinese communists donate to this group. And they did they go no further? Do they say nothing else about no. it? I mean, they don't talk about Rockefeller, Morgan, the cabal, no. the central bankers, no. the the invention of the the League of Nations, United Nations, globalists. I mean, even back then, you you had you had the entire uh, Republican uh, Senate under, um, oh gosh, the name just flew out of my head. The, the 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 entire Republican Senate standing up against this whole scheme at the time, and back then they were using the term internationalist. Yeah. I mean, these guys, it, it, Carnegie, in connection with this foundation and these other globalists, were literally being accused of orchestrating world war one in order to further their their globalist scheme of global government a one world government one world military one world economic system that's the carnegie endowment for international peace well maybe jc then he is the perfect nominee for the cia head since CIA he has always been the intelligence arm to carry out the, the destabilizations of this cabal. Yeah, the destabilization of what that's going. Let's Carnegie not ask and Morgan and Rockefeller and the other group that I won't name since everything is anti-Semitic. But you know who I'm talking about. Since that whole cabal funded uh, this whole scheme and are still funding the thing. And let's not forget, JC, that so, it yeah, was it is the Carnegie Foundation along with the Rockefeller Foundation that actually created our uh, Marxist takeover of our public education right, general system. General Education Board. The General came Education Board out of the this PBS for international peace. PBS, one of uh, the public broadcasting system, one of the one of the, the the historically strongest propaganda machines delivering propaganda as if it were fact and news and education, all funded by the Carnegies. Isn't it funny that SIPA is right there mm -hmm. as an ad to the right of this article? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So the so, that, like the whole cabal is now in your face. They're right out front. Yep. Like now it's. All the conspiracy, all everything that was called conspiracy theory, it's just it's just right out there. Here, right, because you're all not the names you know yeah. are now now make up the Biden administration. Right, because now they're protected, right? Because you can't talk about them anymore. You see, because now you have this this 
court of public opinion thing going on where if you talk about these people, because remember, at first you couldn't talk about Soros because then you were anti-Semitic if you talked about Soros. Now you can't talk about Carnegie. You can't talk about Rockefeller. You can't talk about the cabal because now they have. You can't make comparisons to Nazi oppression either. Right, exactly. And I, this ties right back into uh, Gina What's her name Corona. again? Corona's ca uh, statements. You see, the cabal is now protected by the useful idiots who have long, who have been trained to believe that these people were actually working for our good. Yeah, unless and if you can't talk about Carnegie, you can't talk about Rockefeller because of their foundations. Now you're racist because American education would not exist for minorities if it weren't for Rockefeller and Carnegie. And let's remember that several of these names who will not be named actually funded the Nazis. Yeah. To uh, to exterminate the Jews. Why don't we just the, while these the names that won't be names actually names, worked for the Nazis while to the exterminate names who won't the Jews. Be named are Jewish. Yeah. Actually worked so for the don't Jews. Don't talk to me about anti-Semitism. Yeah. So Burns retired from the U.S. Foreign Service in 2014, holds the highest rank in that service, that of career diplomat. Burns is the president of the Carnegie Endowment for Inter International Peace. And see, here it is again. This is the Indian Express. Um, an international affairs think tank and has previously served as the U.S. Deputy Secretary of State. Burns has served five U.S. presidents, both Democrats and Republicans, in his more than 30-year-long diplomatic career. So, uh, significantly, now here's the thing that really got my attention. Are you ready? Significantly, Burns led the delegation that held secret talks with Iran about the nuclear deal, which culminated in 2015 and is officially known as the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. So Burns, who is now nominated to be the head of the CIA, uh, is also part of the cabal that secretly met to create the Iran deal under Obama. President of the former president of the lead organization for the establishment of global government. Yeah. And there you go. And good, good and, job, Joe. Good job, creepy Joe. Good job. Well, here we go. What do so you I, have? We're going to say a thousand you're... times over the over over the remaining span of his lifetime that he's a globalist puppet. He is a puppet of this globalist cabal, probably more so than any president that I recall, other than Woodrow Wilson. Well, I think that's because Biden, not to, you know, kick the guy while he's down. I don't think he has the mental faculties to be his own person at this point. He is he is seriously suffering from medical problems. But look at who's controlling him. I mean, this is crazy. Front and center globalist one world government. What but back here, then, did I say this? They they called them internationalist. Yeah. At that time. So, so Burns internationalists are back. But Burns has served under five presidents, Democrats and Republicans, for more than 30 years. 
So there you go, guys. That's the whole scheme. This from is the, the beginning cabal. Was that the internationalists <laughs> controlled? I mean, the United States of America took the lead in forwarding the scheme of global governance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're. I mean, that was the whole at the creation of the League of Nations and United Nations. America was supposed to be, you know, essentially at the head, guiding, uh, guiding the policy and guiding this movement to establish uh, global governance. Well, this is actually the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace for you, JC, right there. So. Uh, Mr. Burns was educated in Oxford. And oh, my gosh. Really? Yes. It, it just keeps going. I know. So he was educated in Oxford. He got his B.A. at LaSalle University. And Burns, uh, the Carnegie page, calls themselves Are we gonna have the to do oldest whole... international affairs think tank in the United States. We're going to have to do a whole show on Cecil Rhodes and... John D. Rockefeller and Carnegie and Morgan, House of Morgan, House of Rockefeller, House of Rothschild. I mean, J.P. Morgan. I mean, come on. This. So he is an absolute. What do they what do they call those? So there's that. Um, the uh, program with uh, the kids where they take the kids and they program the kids and, you know, all that. And they're sort of these pl little plant robots. So this guy's I mean, he's been through the whole. He's gone through the whole thing. He's, <laughs> Manchurian. He's one of the <laughs> Cecil Rhodes little minions Bot programmed minions, yeah. To, yeah. to forward the, the globalist scheme. There you go. Unbelievable. And just to read the book, Killing, Killing, Uncle, Killing of Uncle Sam. Killing you know, of Uncle Sam. Let me go ahead and put that picture up there. Exactly but what, what's what's interesting, what's JC, because I why I put that I mentioned the Daily Caller. Uh, mentioned the Daily Caller advertisement there um, was because the whole focus was on an alleged connection with the Chinese. So because... Yeah. So it's a distraction. Thank you for putting <laughs> that out of my yeah. mouth when so. I didn't have the ability to get that out like that, so... Chinese, it's the Chinese, it's the Chinese. And and here somebody asked me this this morning, matter of fact. Um, when you look at, you know, we've talked about this before. Why why the appeal of communists? Why the globalists? Uh, you know, uh, like communism. Like, well, okay, why communists? Mm -hmm. government? Because remember, it's not about the elimination of capitalism. Mm -hmm. It's about the consolidation right. of capitalism, making sure the See, revenue stream goes. I told them that yesterday to <laughs> the oligarchy. Right. Okay. Uh, same thing with property and, and whatnot. So, and that's what communism, that's what a communist regime gives you, right? It's a monopolistic style government, a monopolistic style economy. So mm -hmm. they can, they can have the regulation, total control. And so they decide who, who gets the wealth, who gets the property, who gets the money. Uh, that's what it's about. So somebody asked me this morning, oh, oh so you, you you think the, you know, these globalists and the Chinese, like they, you know, they're, they're working together in this. No, I, here's the thing, working together in the sense of, you know, they all share that same view. The globalists like 
the China, the system that the Chinese have, the yeah. communist system. They want that system. So that's right. that's why you know th that view aligns, right? But just like when you had the black flag anarchists, the red flag communists roll in together, overthrow Russia to set up the Soviet Union, which by the way, that was overthrow was funded by Rockefeller, but they roll in together. Well, as soon as, as soon as then the, the Russia is overthrown, the czarist Russia is overthrown, then the red flags turn against the black flags and start, you know, assassinating them. So that's the thing with these globalists in China. So this is the same system that they want. Here's mm -hmm. the problem. China wants a Chinese global kingdom. Right. Right. So you're going to get to the end of this thing. You know, if they were, say, let's say they established their goals and, you know, they put their boot on the whole world. Then at the end, you're going to have well, which one, which one now exterminates the other. Right. Now, the globalist do away with the Chinese empire or the Chinese empire do away with the globalist. So, you know, in the end, one ends up wiping the other out or they wipe each other out. But, yeah. but, but the point now is they, they share. They have a common uh, a common world view, mm -hmm. and so that's why you will see the ties with the Chinese Communist Party and this globalist cabal um, in in the Carnegie uh, House House of Carnegie. Meanwhile, in the news, the Democrat Thanks. House managers get their hats handed to them. This is great because the republic because Trump's legal team finally showed up today yeah it's it was like really great amateur hour is over oh, it is over they upped their game today so man. let me Fine. let me explain jc i said this when i did the review of the first day i kind of felt like and you know maybe this is just a gut feeling or my experience as an attorney that they knew they weren't going to be able to defeat the by vote the assertion that it's constitutional to impeach somebody out of office. Mm -hmm. They knew they weren't going to have the votes to defeat that. So they were like, okay, this is, Don't focus on this argument. is now we're not going to focus yeah. on this. And it, and it showed, it absolutely showed, but today, Oh my goodness. Now like, I want to like spent those few days preparing for the meat yeah, of the issue. Yeah. I'm going to show you something up here just because I'm incredibly irritated and I'm going to show you this this right here. So this is a screen share. Now, if you look up here at the top, you see all of these little tabs. windows, these little tabs where I have set up the clips. But now for some reason, when I go to the place where I set up the clips, it's, it's, not, it, it's not there. So I want to show you, I'm going to show you uh, do the best that I can to make sure that we we see everything because there are things that you need to see that let me just make a uh what was that Johnny Carson used to have his little swami thing I'm gonna make a prediction you're not going to see this in the media okay so we are gonna I want to show this to you so that you can see some of this they're not gonna be set up as exactly as I'd like them to be um just because they messed me up. So I can say this has been the only day worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely. I, I would absolutely say that. So I think I'm kind of in the right place. February 2nd called for a 9-11 style commission 
to investigate the events of January 6th. Speaker Pelosi says that the commission is needed to determine the causes of the events. She says it herself. If an inquiry of that magnitude is needed to determine the causes of the riot, and it may very well be, then how can these same Democrats have the certainty needed to bring articles of impeachment and blame the riots on President Trump? <laughs> they don't. That's great. The House managers facing a significant lack of evidence turned often to press reports and rumors during these proceedings. Claims that would never meet the evidentiary standards of any court. All right, In let fact, me pause there for just one second, that's JC. Excellent. Because we, yesterday we need, we need a commission to find out why this uh why this riot started. Meantime, we're gonna impeach the president for starting this riot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, what he just said about evidence, I'm gonna go ahead and Back it up five seconds so you can hear it again. JC, you weren't here with me yesterday, but this is one of the points that I tried to make yesterday is that what we saw in the House manager's testimony had nothing to do with evidence. And I got poo-pooed uh, in, in a, not not on our not on our show yesterday, but by by conservatives who consider themselves constitutional experts for saying that the standard is evidentiary, right? Mm -hmm. So listen to this. Claims that would never meet the evidentiary standards of any court. In fact, they even relied on the words of Andrew Feinberg, a reporter who recently worked for Sputnik, the Russian propaganda outlet. You saw it posted. By the way, the report they cited was completely refuted. The frequency with which House managers relied on unproven media reports shocked me as I sat in this chamber and listened to this. I was shocked. And there's a lot that we don't know yet about what happened that day. According to those around him at the time. By the way, this is actually the testimony yesterday, right? So this is not news clippings. This is actually House managers testifying before an official constitutional senate proceeding and i wanted to make sure that everybody understood this is an official senate here trial reportedly responded trump reportedly reports across all major media outlets major news networks including fox news reported reported reportedly summoned reportedly reportedly not accidental according to reports president trump was reportedly who reportedly spoke to the guard and was widely reported. Media reports? According to reports, reported. Reportedly. As any trial lawyer will tell you, reportedly is a euphemism for, I have no real evidence. Ta-da! <laughs> is that not awesome? I mean, seriously. They, this is not even the beginning of them getting their hand, their, the hat, their hat handed to them. It's, it's that little segment is telling it indicates who who drives the train mm -hmm. who they're working for so these these senate minions right they operate according to the directives right uh communicated to them through the media right so all they know to say is what the media tells them to say. Because the media is being told what to say. Correct. By the Carnegie think tank. People you, <laughs> I 
I've already <laughs> heard mention on this broadcast. Whose names shall not be mentioned. Did, and this were a court of law, they would face sanctions from the judge. I don't raise this issue lightly. Now, let me just, I want I, I put that up there because I want you guys to, to see, I want you to hear that. All right. Because, uh, Lord willing, we get through this the way it's supposed to go. You're going to see things that are, uh, that they showed today that are more egregious than the whole idea of this doesn't rise to the level of evidence. Okay. When he said the things that you're going to see today, if it happened in a real courtroom, the attorneys would be sanctioned. No, sir. No, sir. They would not be sanctioned. They would be disbarred. They would be prosecuted for malicious prosecution. They would be they would be charged with with um, falsifying falsifying official record. records. Not only that, perjury. Mm -hmm. Okay, because when you're an attorney. You notice how everybody in a courtroom says, I do, I, I will tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, but so help me God. Attorneys don't do that because they take one oath and that oath carries them throughout their entire career. Anytime they stand in a courtroom, they don't have to take it because they already did. And, and attorneys in this case, because this is not just my assessment, JC. I have heard the house manager say we're the prosecutors in this case. So as a former prosecutor, I can tell you unequivocally, if a prosecutor did what these guys did yesterday, they would be in jail, period. Now get ready and watch what he is going to show you. And, and before he does that, I want to remind everybody, because I've been talking about this for a couple of days now. Um, the House rules read that a member, delegate, resident, commissioner, officer, or employee of the House may be subject to discipline for dissemination by electronic means, including by social media, of any image, video, or audio file that has been distorted or manipulated with the intent to mislead the public. Watch this. We have reason to believe that the House managers created false representations of tweets and the lack of due process means there was no opportunity to review or verify the accuracy. Consider these facts. The House managers, proud of their work on the SNAP impeachment, staged numerous photo shoots of their preparations. In one of those, manager Raskin is seen here at his desk reviewing two tweets side by side. The image on his screen claims to show that President Trump had retweeted one of those tweets. Now, now look, this is the New York Times once again doing their bidding. Members of the Senate, let's look closely at this screen because obviously manager Raskin considered it important enough that he invited the New York Times to watch him watching it. Do you actually <laughs> believe he was doing that? Now, what's wrong with this image? Actually, there are three things very wrong with it. Look at the date on the very bottom of the screen on manager Raskin's computer screen when we zoom in to the picture. The date that appears is January 3rd, 2020, not 2021. Why is that date wrong? Because this is not a real screenshot that he's working with. This is a recreation of a tweet and you got the date wrong when you manufactured this graphic. 
You did not disclose that this is a manufactured graphic and not a real screenshot of a tweet. Now, to be fair, the House managers caught this error before showing the image on the Senate floor. So you never saw it when it was presented to you. Manipulating the data twice now. What? Twice. So originally manipulated, published in the New York Times, and then caught the mistake that they had actually had the wrong date up there. And, and then manipulated it a second time to put the right date at the bottom for the Senate hearing. But that's not all. They didn't fix this one. Look at the blue check mark next to the Twitter username of the account retweeted by the president. It indicates that this is a verified account given the blue check by Twitter to indicate it is run by a public figure. The problem? The user's real account is not verified and has no blue check mark as you can see. Were you trying to make her account seem more significant or were you just sloppy? <laughs> can you believe this? This is criminal for, yes. for you and I, yes. for you and me. It is absolutely criminal. Absolutely criminal. I had to check my phone. Like we are in 2021, right? Yeah. Today yeah. Is, it's February, yeah. 2021. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the gathering on the 6th, was in 2021. Yes, it was. This alleged tweet was three days before that. Right. Except the year before. It was a year <laughs> and three days before that. Yeah, but he also mentions that when they put it up again, up and showed it as quote unquote a report because they don't have any evidence, they actually changed the date at the bottom to 2021. So it doesn't stop there. Watch this video time shifting clips and made it appear the president's words were playing to a crowd when they weren't let's take a look yeah this was pretty amazing after this we're gonna walk down and i'll be there with you we're gonna walk down we're gonna walk down to the capital and we're gonna cheer on our brave senators and Congressmen and women, and we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. And we are going to walk down to the Capitol. They showed you that part. Why are we walking to the Capitol? Well, they cut that off. To cheer on some members of Congress and not others, peacefully and patriotically. The Supreme Court ruled in Brandenburg that there's a very clear standard for incitement. In short, to paraphrase, whether the speech was intended to provoke imminent lawless action and was it likely to do so. Go to the. And you learned this here at Chris Ann, uh, on the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal uh, about the Brandenburg test uh, and the, the conditions, the evidence of Brandenburg that's necessary to prove to overcome the standard of 
the uh, First Amendment protected speech, right? So let's keep going because these are the things you need to see that are just absolutely stunning to not see. Trump is the best enemy to attack. I want to say this for Donald Trump, who I may well be voting to impeach. Donald Trump has already done a number of things which legitimately raised the question of impeachment. I don't respect this president, and I will fight every day until he is impeached. That is grounds to start impeachment proceedings. Those are grounds to start impeachment. Those are grounds to start impeachment proceedings. Yes, I think that's grounds to start impeachment proceedings. I rise today, Mr. Speaker, to call for the impeachment of the president of the United States of America. I continue to say, impeach him! Impeach 45! Impeach 45! So we're calling upon the House to begin impeachment hearings immediately on the impeachment of Donald Trump. Would you vote yes or no? I would vote yes. I would vote, I would vote to impeach. Because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the mother uh, But the fact is, I introduced articles of impeachment in July of 2017. We don't impeach this president. He will get reelected. My oath requires me to be for impeachment, have an impeachment hearing. He needs to scarlet eye on his chest. The representative should begin impeachment proceedings against this president. It is time to bring impeachment charges against him. Bring impeachment charges. My personal view is that uh, he richly deserves impeachment. I'm here at an impeachment rally, and we are ready to impeach the... Well, we can impeach him every day of the week for anything he does. That's can this is 17, 18, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yep. Five years still banging the impeachment drum nonstop. From if we, day one. If we don't impeach him, he'll be reelected. He will be reelected. Right? And Donald Trump is on trial for what again? Because apparently they brought the trial back on him on a 2017 for something that was going to happen in 2021. Right? Here you go. About a constant drumbeat of heated language. Well, as I'm sure everyone ex watching expected, we need to show you some of their own words. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. You've got to be ready to throw a punch. You have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. That I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. I'd like to take him behind the gym if I were in high school. If we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I wish we were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take him out now. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Uh, that would be the First Amendment. The right to what? Peaceably assemble. Sorry, I just I just had to, to do that one. I just had to pause that because... Is that guy dumb? Put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Please get up in the face of some Congress people. People will do what they do. I want to tell you, boys. You have released the whirlwind 
and you will pay the price. We're gonna go in there, we're gonna the This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful, walk lightly. And for those of you who are soldiers, make them pay. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? <laughs> And there you have it. That's not even the best video, by the way. I mean, you have them going all off on Donald Trump about this whole fighting thing, right? So fight this, fight that, fight the other. Watch this. Single day. One, I, I'm a fighter and I'm relentless. But I'm a fighter and I'm relentless. A fighter and I'm relentless. I will fight like hell. But the way I see it now is that we pick ourselves up and we fight back. That's what I think it's all about. We stand up and we fight back. We do not back down. We do not compromise. Not today, not tomorrow, not ever. You can either lie down. You can you can whimper, you can pull up in a ball, you can decide to move to Canada, or you can stand your ground and fight back. Our fight, our fight, we are in this fight for our lives. This is the fight of our lives. But we are going to make sure that this fight does not end tonight. This is a fight for our lives, the lives of our friends and family members and neighbors. It is a fight, fight, and it is a fight that we're gonna work to make sure continues. It's a fight, it is a fight, it is a fight, and that's what this fight is for. Well, I'm wired to fight anyone who isn't doing their job for us. I'm John Tester, and you damn right, I approve this message. And I'll have lots of fights ahead of us, and I'm ready to stand up and keep fighting. We have to fight. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. We need to fight, 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 and we need to fight. We're going to fight. We got a few more fights. We're going to take the privilege of a few more fights, and we have the biggest fight of all. I will never stop fighting. I will fight like hell to fight back against anyone. We need to say loud and clear that we are ready to fight. So the bare knuckles fight. Now they're going to have to actually fight back against people. The fight has to be conducted. It's so important that we need to fight. Fight that fight. We have been fighting. I was fighting very hard. Time is of the essence, both in terms of the fight. I think we should be fighting. Well, I, I really believe we need to fight. We're simply not going to take this line down. We're going to keep fighting. So I'm telling all my colleagues, this is the fight of our life. Whose side are you on? Who are you fighting for? They're fighting for, I'm fighting. We're both fighting. We will fight back. We're not going to just take this line down. I'm just going to keep the fight up. What we have to do right now is fight as hard as we can. We have to rise up and, and fight back. And so we're going to fight and we're going to continue to fight. I am going to be fighting, fighting like hell. Keep fighting, 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 or we kept fighting and we did. So we're going to keep fighting. We have to be fighting every every uh, single day. We have to fight back, and we have no choice but to do that. I think we're doing the right thing to do that. Uh, fighting, and I'm fighting. Well, our job right now is to fight. It's really important. I'm going to keep fighting. And I'm asking for the support of people across the country to fight back. And you got to be fierce uh, in uh, fighting. Keep fighting. Brown have been fighting. I've told President Biden I will 
fight like mad. I'll tell you what, now more than ever, we have to fight like hell. We have these battles on the floor of the Senate. I'm going to go down and battle and, uh, and I'm going to be down there on the floor fighting. Right. But we Democrats are fighting as hard as we can. Democrats are fighting as hard as we can. Credit it in any way, but we're fighting back. What we've got to do is fight in Congress, fight in the courts, fight in the streets, fight online, fight at the ballot box. Fight fight in the and pushing around the clock, fighting, continue to be brave and be strong and keep fighting. We're getting people engaged in the fight. We're fighting. We've got to keep fighting and keep focused. Continue to fight. Fight. Uh, this is going to be a fight. We'll also fight him and challenge him in every way that we can, in the Congress, in the courts, and in the streets. To continue fighting, we each have an important role to play in fighting. In this fight, like so many before it, it has been a fight. The American people are going to have to fight. And about the importance of fighting, I will always fight. Fighting. But we always must fight Joe Biden has a deep, deep-seated commitment to fight and to fight and about the importance of fighting. We always must fight to fight, to fight and to fight as our willingness to fight, continue the fight. As Joe Biden says, to fight. It's about fighting for what we're fighting for. We will tell them about what we did to fight. Truly about um, a fight. But truly, I do believe that we're in a fight. I believe that we are in a fight. I believe we are in a fight. I believe we are in a fight. So there's a fight in front of us, a fight for all of these things. And so we're prepared to fight for that. We know how to fight our ongoing fight, a fight. We know how to fight. We like a good fight. We were born out of a fight. This is what is our fight right now. There's the fight, there's the fight, there's the fight, and then there's the fight to defend back in the fight. Our mission is to fight. That is the guiding purpose of House Democrats fighting. He has never forgotten who he is fighting for. Marched and fought, and we just have to fight. And this is a fight for our country. Fighting the health crisis of COVID. I led the fight and continue to fight. Never, never, never give up this fight. I'm a citizen fighting for it. Means not only fighting a leader who fought for progressive change, as a lawyer who fought for people his whole life, as well as other fights he's, and I'm proud that uh, to have Tim in this fight with me. And above all, it's time for America to get back up and once again fight. We will fight when we must fight. What kind of America are we fighting for? We've been fighting, so we need to fight, but we also need to fight. Fight for an America. I am going to wake up every day and fight hard. I have been fighting. We're gonna fight. We are gonna fight. We're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. And I will fight. We're in the fight of our lives right now. We fight like hell to fight. To fight. Fight against the Trump administration. Democrats are standing up to fight. We're in this fight in a serious way. It's your fight. We're eager to take on this fight. Get in this fight and we'll fight it out. I have taken on the fight. As representatives for the people, as legislators here in the halls of Congress, our job is to fight. Who has led us in this fight. Is to fight for this. This fight. Every day I'm in the United States Senate. I will fight. And one of the things we do is fight, should fight. Um, because my constituents send me here each and every day to fight. We have been fighting this fight and we need to be side by side so we can succeed. And so I hope that you will all join us in our fight.
And if we fight, and as the next governor of Georgia, I will never stop fighting. We can show the old guard something new and we can fight. My fight, those fights need to fight, to fight an administration. Requiring us to fight and fight, we will. Their fight, and their fight, and their fight. The fight is a fight. And so when we fight the fight that we are in, when we are fighting this fight, we fight this fight. The strength of who we are is we will fight. And we will fight. We will so fight. So, JC, this we will is fight. an we amazing a montage that goes on for several more minutes about this testimony of fighting when this is what those are the words that they're prosecuting Donald Trump for. When they're talking about Donald Trump being guilty of inciting, when in reality, their test, their words over and over and over and over and over again are fight, 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 fight. This is the whole thing. And the uh, Trump attorney is actually going to come up later and start talking about how uh, do they really want to open this can of worms? By the way, uh, Georgia's obesity rate. Uh, is reported it's not the worst but it's not good <laughs> it's not the worst but it's not good yeah i just i don't know i was watching stacy abrams speak and i just thought to kind of look that up and check on it to about see, obesity yeah, to see how georgia's obesity rate is doing so yeah yeah according to reports reportedly it is reported that they have some work to do reportedly yeah they are reporting. Uh, it just came to my yeah. mind. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying. Yeah. So watch, watch this one. These are these are just some great things. Let's let's show this one here. Objection, because ten of the twenty-nine electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. Now, this was the challenge to, to Trump's, Trump's this victory. Is the, the challenge to Trump's victory in 2016, right? Because the whole premise in yesterday's uh, uh, argument was that Donald Trump is inciting a riot, incited a riot because he questioned the validity of the electoral vote and said we were going to fight to ensure a, a legal election, mm -hmm. right? So. This is this is Donald Trump's. This is so when this Donald is Trump. Democrats. These are the Democrats. The last go around. The last go around. Doing exactly what they accuse Trump of doing. Yep. Now. Allies in the media. I hope someone turns down. Yeah. You claim that it's wrong to object to the certification of election results. Who voice concerns and objects. I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. Is the objection in writing and signed not only by the member of the House of Representatives, but also by a senator? It is in writing, Mr. President. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yet, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. Mr. President, I object to the certificate from the state of Georgia on the grounds that the electoral votes no, were no not... Debate. No debate. And I object to a certificate uh, from the state of North Carolina based on violations. Of the there is right no debate. And there's no debate by the, the joint government. session. And I object because people are horrified by the overwhelming evidence. Section 18, Title III of the United States Code prohibits debate. Um, I object. I've objected to the counting of the electoral votes 
of the state of Ohio. I object to the certificate from the state of Alabama. The electors were not lawfully certified. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina because of the massive voter suppression in the closing of voting polling booths. There is no debate. There is no debate. There is no debate. And the massive voter suppression that occurs. The gentleman was suspended. I have an objection to the electoral votes. The objection is in writing, and I don't care that it is not it is not signed by a member of the Senate. I do not wish to debate. I wish to ask, is there one United States senator who will join me in this letter? There is no debate. The uh, objection is, is signed by a member of the House, but not yet by a member of the Senate. Well, it is over. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and when the House managers realized that the president so how they, they is it? They didn't even care about following the law. They didn't even care. We don't care about following. We law. don't. I don't care that my stuff's not signed. I don't care that I'm not following the rules. I don't care. You have Joe Biden citing the U.S. Code. Yeah. Like he says, is it signed by member of the House and member of the Senate? No. Well, not yet. Okay. Sit down. Shut up. Yeah. So anyway. This really is worthy of going back and watching, by the way. Day four. If you watch none of it, watch day four. Watch day four. Uh, I wanted to end with the testimony, uh, an interview of a Democrat after the thing. So you could see what they're actually saying. Do you know who that is? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you Blumenthal. can. This Blumenthal. All right. So listen to Blumenthal's testimony. Dick about the uh what all the videos now i just showed you i mean that that was a lot of video footage jc mm -hmm. and there are more video footages can i just remind you again that the house rules say that a member of the house a delegate a resident commissioner an officer an employee of the house may be subject to discipline for the dissemination by electronic means including by social media of any image, video, or audio file that has been distorted or manipulated with the intent to mislead the public. So the House managers, we saw the videos they put up that were clearly edited to deceive, right? Now, the, the, the Trump's videos were also obviously edited for time, but they weren't trying to tell you that this is how it happened, right? It was clear that this was a montage of videos to prove a point. So this is just, I, I heard this and I thought this would be a great place to, to wrap everything up. So you can hear the manipulators respond to being handed their hat. I saw you um, in one of those montages. I mean, what do you make of that? Uh, they're trying to draw a false, dangerous and distorted equivalence. And I think it is plainly a distraction from Donald Trump inviting the mob to Washington, knowing it was armed, changing the route and the timing so as to incite the march on the Capitol, and then reveling without remorse, without doing anything to protect his own vice president and all of us. I think that the case is even more powerful after this very distorted and false argument. Um, what they are plainly doing 
is trying to draw a false and dangerous equivalence to distract from Donald Trump inviting and then inciting the mob and then failing his oath of office to protect the Capitol and everybody in it. So number one, false and dangerous equivalent, equivalent, distorted equivalent to distract. Those are talking points. Whenever yes. you hear, whenever you hear Democrats repeat such a, you know, strange, unnatural phrase multiple times in the same they, interview, they this indicates they probably knew what was coming, and mm -hmm. they already prepared their responses mm -hmm. collectively, or they huddled quickly afterwards so, somebody was coming up with talking points while this was happening their response they crafted right. the response and that was disseminated uh to the democrats because that's how they handle things republicans you know in general believe in independence so they don't normally coordinate their talking points very much or mm -hmm. very well right um but yeah that's so that's clearly a talking point that the Republicans are creating a false equivalence. What he means is they're showing where we said all these things and we did all the same things that Donald Trump uh, did. Well, that's that's a false equivalent. Just because we did it and we do it doesn't mean we're wrong. It means he's wrong. Right. Just because how do you have a false equivalent when you show testimony of Democrats disputing electoral college votes? Right. Saying, I refuse, I don't care if I'm following the yeah, rules. I don't care what the law says. I don't care. Right? How, do, how is that? A, I don't even, wrapping my brain around the whole false equivalence thing was just stunning to me. I was like, seriously, dude, that is the testimony of someone who knows he's just had his hat handed to him. Because they got nothing better, right? If they had something better. Surely they would have come up with something better than yeah. this is a false. You know what this is? I learned while serving in Vietnam that this is a false equivalent. No, this is the, this is the political equivalent of liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah. Right. I got nothing better than liar, liar, pants on fire. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't lie like that when I served in Vietnam. <laughs> uh, you weren't in Vietnam, Dick. <laughs> well. I didn't lie you, about being lying about lying in you, Vietnam. What, you know, what was hilarious, hilarious about that episode back then? The report came out about him lying about his service in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And then, I mean, you could still Google it today and see CBS and ABC and NBC and all the, the leftist media um, justifying it. And, well, you know, he didn't really say that. Did that all this stuff of he didn't really say that. It's not true. This is false, blah, blah, blah. Then he comes out. I want to apologize um, for falsely stating blah, blah, blah. Now, it's funny because articles are still out there. All, yeah. all the stuff that the media did to cover for him, you can still go find it. But yet he apologized for what they say he didn't say. Yeah. So I want to want to back this up for just a second. And he's still in office. All right. I want us to hear this again. And I want us to count over the next 12 hours how many times you hear someone in media Say false equivalent. Say <laughs> this. What they are plainly doing is trying to draw a false and dangerous equivalent. False and dangerous to equivalent. Distract to distract. From Donald Trump. Yeah. 
Those are the words that you're going to hear from or some variation of that. But, you know, they're not shy about it. They'll just go ahead and use those words. So a false equivalent to Uh distract. So that'll be the media talk. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what what's his name? Um, uh, Zucker. Zucker right now, CNN is, you know, they're they're all strategizing. (laughs) Okay, we need to we need to push back on this false equivalence Mm -hmm. that the Republicans are making. Yeah. And to distract from the fact we need to that, make the viewers understand that this is a distraction. Right. Right. And I loved how in the end there, he noticed he put in there, Donald Trump failed to keep his oath to protect the Capitol, which by the way, is not one of the grounds for impeachment. Mind you, right. he is not being impeached for failing to protect the Capitol. It's it's amazing how I said they don't want to open this how, can of worms. How much but. they talk down about President Trump, but then stuff like this—he's a Superman. <laughs> My man was supposed to protect the Capitol grounds, like you know, yeah. Like, da, 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 da. Superman <laughs> hit the phone booth and <laughs> I got this. Get back! <laughs> Shoot rays out of his eyes. <laughs> Freeze breath. I mean, just going all out. He failed to keep his oath to protect the Capitol grounds. Yep. Yep. He failed to keep his oath. He's not Batman. He was president. (laughs) Yeah, but he's even a superhero because the words that he said two years ago. That's uh, that's, uh, couldn't get that clip, right? That's uh, what's like Mysterio or mind control thing. Yeah. So he's a Mysterio mind control uh, superhero. Xavier, like Dr. Xavier. Yeah. That's it, Dr. X. <laughs> he made all the people attack. Maybe it's the rise of the Phoenix. I feel like I should attack the Capitol. <laughs> Trump's like. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, he's like Dr. X plus Batman. Superman. Because he's got lasers comes out of his yeah. eyes too, right? I'm Batman. Batman, Superman. Dr. X, all in a mega meta human. President Trump, where are you going with that cape? I'm Batman. <laughs> so they accused Donald Trump of planning this. Oh, it's Friday. Yeah, they accused Donald Trump of making a scene. They accused Donald Trump of all these things that they themselves have been guilty of for years, by the way. Years. Cheers. So. Go watch day four. I promise it will lift your spirits and make your day. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. See you on Monday.